Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Days and Disturbed, a show where we talk about the horrors of the universe and where we talk about the things that make our heads go fuzzy. On today's episode, I have brought on another guest to help me bring light on the secrets of what is housed at a secret facility known as the SCP Foundation. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Please forgive the audio quality. I was recording the episode on another program, but anyways, enjoy. On today's episode, I am here with Dr. Professor Nicholas Tortellini. He's back, everyone. Our favorite guest is back. I'm so happy he's back. He's my favorite. He's funny. Happy to be back. It's him. Hooray. Yeah, I missed right. you. Sorry, it's been taking a long time to get it all set up, set up with, with uh, another episode. Oh, no, no, it's fine. This this one required quite a bit of research, so it's good. It's good that we uh, took some time to do it. And I'm so glad that you're back. You were my number one go-to monster guy since you are the head honcho on all of what crawls and what lurks in the dark. So I am happy to introduce you with the audience. I'm talking to the audience. I'm happy to introduce the audience with you to something brand new. It is not a, well, what were they? They're not, we're not introducing cryptids today. We're yeah, doing not something exactly. Yeah, I mean, it still has something to do with monsters because, but they're. It's hard to explain. We're gonna do SCPs. All SCPs are so fun to talk about. Basically, if if you don't know, basically, if you, I do say basically a lot, huh? <laughs> yeah, I just realized I just said like basically three times. Um, what an I'll just say this. So for the people who don't understand what an SCP is, an SCP is in the fictional world, it's a secret laboratory that actually creates and houses monsters. Well, they don't create them. They actually just house monsters from around the world. And these monsters are captured and then stored and kept secret from all the people defending them from the idea of something is lurking in the dark and you do have something to be afraid of. And they have varying threat levels. There are safe class, which, yeah, that, that's something too. In the fictional world, by the way, SCPs are all fictional. None of these are real. These are actually just a bunch of people who wrote, wrote, uh, wrote about a monster and have submitted it into a archive, annex. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like creepypastas, but in like a shared universe. Yeah, and they're, they're basically, they, oh, I said it again. Dang it. They all have a summary. They all have their ways to how they are contained, and they all have a little description about them. And um, that's the the real world stuff about it. That that's essentially what it is. And it's it started off in like 4chan, and then it bled into Reddit, and then now I'm saying and then a bunch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically a bunch of people. Oh dang it! People have submitted these monsters to a certain group of admins inside of their own forum and fictional story. And you can access these forums easily. All you have to do is type in SCP and they got so popular that they even they were able to afford their own Wikipedia page where you can find every single SCP that's been produced so far. I think even some of them actually got their own movies. It wasn't Slenderman. Oh no, that's a, it's a creepypasta. 
Yeah. But there are some who've actually gotten their own movies. Like, um, I think there was like a really, really bad C movie with an alligator that can talk and uh, mimic things. You know, yeah. you know which one I'm talking about, right? Well, I know which SCP you're talking about. I forget Ooh. which number that one is, but I know the one you're talking about. And essentially, that's that's the real world equivalent of it. They are just written written up stories that people thought about and they submitted it to a forum. This forum has to has to be like, yeah, you know what? This is a good enough story. We really want to keep your monster in our story. Thank you, and we'll credit you as the the author at the very bottom of the page as Doctor blah 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 your 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 username. And uh, I'll get back to the fictional thing. I'll just real quick go go into the real world stuff. In order to submit one of these SCPs, you have to basically explain, or you have to have an interesting idea. You have to explain its danger class and how it's contained. So, like, what clearance level you have, or you have to have, what produce, what procedures you have to take in case the SCP gets out, and the SCPs are how they are cared for, and what they, what you need to do is just explain all of that into great detail. The people who read SCPs will will love to read the detail in this and like the very fine print they're like oh oh if you if if there's like a light bulb in the room somehow the scp can get out just by viewing light and it's like wow really that's that's fucking that's fucking weird and um you also have to very have a very clear description of these monsters and from what i what was found is that you have to explain their abilities and what they look like and how it was captured in the first place or even some scps can't even be captured they have to be contained in that in their their original their place of origin. And is, is that, I basically got what an SCP is, right? Yeah, I think that's the majority of it. That's the general gist. Yeah. Could you explain to me, you know what? Yeah. Doctor. Yes. Scalpel. No. <laughs> Doctor. Can you explain to me what the threat levels are? Um, I could give you a, a basic rundown of them uh i'm not sure of the exact uh definitions of them off the top of my head but i'll give you basically what they are so there's uh three threat levels the first one is uh safe Mm -hmm. which uh, is what it sounds like they're safe to be around they don't pose any threat to anybody um i think under pretty much any circumstance and they can pretty much roam uh, free around the around the fictional facility yeah, usually they they keep them contained to the facility, but they don't. Uh, they don't they, really care. Yeah, they don't have to necessarily be in a cell. Um, and then there's Euclid class, which is the next level up. That one poses danger yeah. to uh, like people in the direct vicinity. Is usually how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, those ones are. That's usually what most of them are. Yeah, uh, they're just like like any normal monster you can think of that would, you know, kill a person or a group of people like a single. Um, per- yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you pretty much said it. Yeah. And then uh, the last one is uh, Keter, I think is how you say it. Keter mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. And it that is the most dangerous one. Those pose uh, worldwide level threats those are my absolute favorite just the way that these things people come up with these things yeah they're super interesting the keter class is the one that usually they're the super overpowered scps that like i said you some of them can't even be contained inside the facility you would actually have to like have 
guards, quote unquote guards, like protecting the vicinity of so people don't disturb it or don't don't uh, interact with it at all. Yeah. Yeah. So that there's one that's like I think it's like a planet or a star. What? <laughs> it's like a conscious planet that is flying across space to Earth to try and destroy Earth. <laughs> because it what? because it hates people. It's a really weird one. <laughs> oh, no. So there I mean I can understand where writers get their ideas from. That one does sound like the planet not in a threatening way, but it sounds like the planet like a living planet Oa from the Green Lantern stories where like yeah, no it's a it's a living planet which oh, basically yeah. it's one giant green lantern itself. Yeah. So it just hates people. So it's coming to to Earth to kill us. Yeah, I think it's like oh, that's cool. Yeah, I forget how they know. I think it can like send messages or something like that. It's really weird. So it's like a doomsday thing. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a funny one. <laughs> so you basically explained the safe class, the Euclid class, and the Keter class. Yes. And. Out of all of them, which are your favorite stories? Um, well, like I said, most of them tend to be Euclid. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably where most of my favorite ones are. The safe ones are usually like, they're usually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the Keter class ones are interesting too. I don't know. It's tough to pick. I think yeah. I've got some favorites from all of them. Well, how about we just jump right into it? And can you give us the files that you have doctor sure so let's start with a safe one how about that fun uh, fun okay this one is scp number 999 and what is that one uh so most scps don't have like an official name usually they have like i don't know like a cute little name that someone gives them mm-hmm uh, this one's just kind of an orange blob, or um, I like to think of it as like the slimes from uh, Dragon Quest, if you've ever played those Aww. games. It's kind of like that, but it's orange. Oh, and, uh, okay. yes. And, and like I said, it's uh, it's a safe class one, and uh-huh. it's uh, there's not it's not a very long entry on it, but the uh, it, it's described as being like a dog. Um, it, it's okay. like a like a well trained dog, and it, it <laughs> likes to play around. And uh, the staff at the SCP Foundation are, are encouraged to go play with it when they are on their breaks. Um, I think it gets to roam around the facility, um, which is pretty funny. Yeah, and and there is actually there's a funny note in its uh, file. Uh-huh. <laughs> that says not to give it any uh, any soda because it will literally bounce off the walls um, <laughs> because it gets a caffeine high. Does it ever like a does it ever say if it has like a caffeine crash like a kid? Um, like I don't think it, fall asleep. I don't think it said that, but it's uh, <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> Is this the same SCP that that when it, it, it jumps on you and tickles you, right? Uh, I think so. I think it does. Okay, so this is this one actually was my favorite one. This one is the one that like would actually jump on you and like tickle you, but if you decide to give it a hug, it'll em- em- emit an aroma that reminds you of something special to you, like 
fresh cut lawn or like the swimming pool or chocolate or like the smell of bacon or I don't know, something that's warming to you. And it, it's, it, I think I've read that one or it says like it, it some, sometimes had, has made uh, like facility, facility personnel cry because they're just so happy that that this is this thing exists they're like oh my mom my mom used to make me bacon when i was a kid yeah well, it's it's a funny one <laughs> yeah I, I like that one it's a it's it's funny in comparison to some of the others too how ridiculous some of them get <clears throat> you know what um, this one does remind me of do you remember the movie um treasure planet uh it's been a long time since i've watched it do you remember the the i was gonna say the scp in that movie no uh do you remember that little like pink blob morph <sighs> vaguely where like vaguely. he would like transform into things that like make you would make you laugh and he'd like tickle you and play with you like a like some sort of like cat or whatever uh it sounds familiar like i said it's been forever if any of you out there who are listening have ever watched treasure planet See if you can see a comparison where I'm seeing because I sound like I'm going crazy, but I might be thinking <laughs> of the same thing. Or even the writer might have been like watching Treasure Planet, like either high out of his mind or just, you know, maybe he was a kid and he's like, oh, I like Morph. I'm going to write him in as an SCP. And then here we are. Now we have an SCP that's super cute. And we're, oh, I want, <laughs> I want SCP 999. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's so happy. <laughs> it's funny too, because a lot of the, uh, the safe class SCPs um, when people make like a more dangerous one, they'll often write a little note and talk about how like, they'll be like, Oh, this safe one got put in the same cell as this dangerous one. And this is how they interacted. And I don't think they're there. I mean, someone's probably written one like that for nine 99. Um, I don't know what it would be, but it'd, pro- it'd be pretty funny to see that one interacting with some of the more dangerous ones. <laughs> I wanted to see like go it go up against like a Keter class and just just make it somehow just super docile. Like, like you know, him. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to, I want to throw the little SCP at the like the, the giant planet and see if it just somehow calms it down. It's like you know what, you humans are all right. I mean, I smell bacon, so I, you know you, you guys are all right. It reminds me of my old my, my old planet, my mom planet. It's really funny. <laughs> All right. Well, what else do you, what else, is there any else, other details about SCP-999 that you have under your nose? I think that was most of it. it like I said, that was a really short one. Um, I loved I him anyways. Was, yeah, he, he's a funny one. I had to include him. <laughs> um, okay. You want to move on to probably the most famous one? Oh, I'm excited. Yes, yes, let's let's do it. If, if we're thinking of the same one. Uh, this is SCP-173. Yeah! The, the most famous of famous SCPs. The first SCP. Yep, yeah. Was he actually the first? Yeah, he was the first one written by the... Um, oh, I have it in my notes, too, when oh, I was writing... The founder. The, yeah, by the founder. He wrote the, the that, that as the first SCP or... Yeah, I'll let you take it away, but yeah, that is the most famous one. If you ever look up SCPs, it even has a picture on, on online if you ever want to see what it looks like. It it looks gross. Yeah. Yeah. It look, it looks like like a like a weird giant baby doll. Fetus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a weird one. Um but yeah, like I said, this is I think it's the most famous one. It's one that even if you probably haven't heard of scps you might have seen a picture of um and uh this is an interesting one too a little simple uh it, it 
I like to think of it as like the booze from Mario where it, it moves if you don't look or yeah, it moves when you're not looking at it, but if you look at it, it'll freeze. Uh, and, uh, it, it is a Euclid class monster, so it will try to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. If you are not looking at it, uh, which makes for some interesting parts in its entry where they talk about how, uh, They'll send in a team of, I think, like three people at the same time to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And like when they blink, they have to call out that they're blinking so that the other <laughs> ones don't blink at the same time. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I, it, it, like I said, it, that's a simple one. Uh, very. For, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. For SCP-173, so you're saying that it can move faster than the, the blink of an eye. Um, yeah, it moves very fast. Uh, I forget exactly how quick they say it, it goes, but it's, um, it's, uh, supposed to be so quick that if you blink, you risk losing your life. And how, how would you, how would it be uh, risking your life? Uh, it will, uh, run across the room cause it's contained in a single room mm-hmm. and, uh, it'll run across the room and will, uh, either snap your neck or oh. uh, strangle you to death. Oh, yes. Even uh, if you're looking at it, like when you open your eyes and like it's got it's like little f- fucking nubs, nub hand. You guys have to go go on Google and see it. We're, what we're talking about, we're just not talking about like it's it's all like we're done, we're not making shit up. It does look like a fetus with like little nubs for hands. Yeah, but from my from my understanding, it finishes the job before you've even opened your eyes again. Jeez. Yeah, it's a quick one. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, I'm sure people have written about that one being put in containment with other ones, too. Like, just, just finishing the job, like, hey, I don't like this SCP. Go kill him. Yeah. What if it's, like, a hazing ritual? Like, hey, you know, like, they have, like, a... like a two, I have an, a scenario. You have, like, a two-way mirror, right? Sure. You're... Oh, wait, you have to have direct eye contact with it, right? Um... Yes, you have to have a direct line of sight. So, so I think I think theoretically, if you were looking in the mirror, uh, it would probably be able to move. I'm not sure. So what if you're behind it and you cut out little I don't know eye holes inside of like the inside of its containment thing? Would it technically be able to? I'm just making up scenarios. Help me see if we can defeat SCP-173. Sure. <laughs> if you cut out little eye holes in the cell, in like the containment, um, what, the, what the containment chamber, uh-huh. and you're looking at it, and you like throw in a rookie or a newbie, and it's like, all right, you're going to die. And then like you're still having direct eye contact with it, so that's why it's not moving. And you have like, what, like 12 other dudes who are like, I don't know, pinching each other on the ass, being like, I'm going to blink. Like, you're pinching the ass. Okay, you can blink now. Sure. But uh, do you think that would be able to, like, stop the SCP from running running, running across the room and killing the newbie? I think so. Uh, theoretically, someone just has to be watching it um, directly. Um, you can't look through it. Oh, so it just... I, was, so, so okay. it does, I don't even think it needs to be aware that you're watching it. It's just, it's one little rule. Like, you have to be watching. That's it. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Yeah, it's a strange one. It's a really strange one. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it does remind me of... Uh, you don't watch Doctor Who, huh? Um, 
No, I do not. Okay, well, it's all right. I got you. I've actually watched Doctor Who. Not the old school, like, 70s one. Some some dude I went to college with was like, you haven't seen the 70s Doctor Who? That's where it all started. I'm like, I know, dude, but I, I only have I only have Netflix, so I only have, like, the, the newer <laughs> there's, season. There's no way I'm watching the old one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this guy was saying, like, or no, uh, in the show, there is a monster called the Weeping Angels. Where yeah. you, have, you have to keep direct eye contact with it, or it will move faster than than, it moves faster than a blinking eye and if it touches you it sends you back in time and that energy that that you emit from going back in time that's how it kills you yeah um it eats that and they look creepy as hell in the show too so maybe i get i'm guessing again maybe the the author got that idea from doctor who maybe yeah i i I think it probably is um i remember hearing about these things and it's like it's the same idea basically um it's it's a super like uh super common like monster essentially yeah yeah, it's not a super creative one that's for sure i mean for the uh yeah i guess i mean yeah yeah if somebody already invented it yeah i guess it's not as interesting if you make like almost like a carbon copy of it yeah it does look do you happen to know anything about its containment like not the containment, uh, how it's contained, but like the procedures of how to take care of it. Because these um, people aren't monsters; they 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 take care of the they take care of the quote unquote monsters. Yeah, but uh, I think I don't think it has to be fed um, at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it like uh, th- there's like uh, there's like blood and crap all over the floors of its pen that they have to go in and clean up regularly. Yeah. I remember and, that. And that's, that's why they send in like teams of people just to clean up the whole area. If I remember correctly, you, even, you actually have to clean it up too. Like it, it, cause you can risk yeah. an infection with it. I'm like, well, who gives a shit? I think that's right. Yeah. I mean, they should just let it die. <laughs> but at the same time, you could say this, like <laughs> people can be like, Oh, what about like, if it's, if it's a, if it's a, uh, what's it called? Like a, if it's like a, what, what is it called? Like a, a mirror, uh, a mirroring effect of like, oh, what what about prisoners, huh? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, you of course you have to feed and feed and take care of these prisoners. Like, yeah, I mean, you're right, but this is a monster. Yeah, this is a little different. <laughs> it'll it'll kill you easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think like it, 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 it like secretes blood and yeah, like you said, shit all over from its skin. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Did you read anything that it was like a like what what like how would you? how do you describe its skin and how did you, how do you describe what it looks like? If you can give me like a, a vivid picture, um, just so you can like, give to the audience. Yeah. It's like a very pale, uh, <clears throat> it looks like, like I said, it looks like a giant fetus, almost like, <laughs> like a full person sized fetus. Um, and it has green eyes and it's, it is covered in like blood and crap. Um, it's got like brown gross. spots all over it. Yeah, you can look up a picture of it. Um, and that actually brings an interesting point up too. It's uh, as far as I know, it's the only like fourth wall breaking SCP that I'm aware of, in that uh they acknowledge on the website itself that the picture they use is of a statue created by like an actual artist without um knowing what it looks like 
Well, well, no, it's it's an artist's statue, and then they turn the picture into an SCP. Um, oh, yeah, and they they had to acknowledge that they did it without a copyright because I I'm sure they got in some trouble for it. Um, oh, so you can actually go out and see this SCP in real life? I th- if the statue still exists in a public space, yeah, I think so. That would be one. That would be freaky as fuck to see it in the in like I don't even even in an art art exhibit yeah. of like a contained thing. Like yeah, this is a this is my piece in the MoMA. <laughs> MoMA being the, the modern art museum, museum, modern art, yeah, museum of modern art. Like if I go to the MoMA and I see like the SCP there, I'm like, nope, fuck that. Everybody I'm with, <laughs> we're getting the fuck out of here. I know too much about this shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's so cool. Yeah, I, I encourage people to look up uh, the pictures of that one if you haven't seen it because that um, that's one of the few that has like a picture that gets included with its entry. So technically, that is canonically what it looks like. So not only did this guy, the the founder of the SCP Foundation, get his idea from an art sculpture, or I'm sorry, he got well, yeah, he got his his idea from an art sculpture and a freaking t- <laughs> a 1970s <laughs> yeah, TV a show. Doctor Who episode, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. yeah. So this yeah. guy is not only unoriginal. But super unoriginal. No, I mean it's original. Like he 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 combined the two and made a giant story, and then it sparked off an entire Wikipedia page. Oh yeah, I mean I can make fun of the monster, but the whole concept of the foundation is interesting, and uh, I mean obviously it's led to a whole bunch of stuff. So mm-hmm. credit where credits do. Move, uh, move movie titles and stuff. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure one day that we're gonna have an, we're gonna have like a story like that. Like, oh, I went into a, a, an abandoned house and there was this, there was this, uh, there was a statue there, and it killed my friend after I blinked after I broke eye contact, and then it just started chasing me. And yeah, maybe yeah. it follows just like that too. No, no, that's too slow. But yeah, it's kind of similar though. Is there anything else in the SCP-173 that you have for it? Uh, that's all I had for it. Let me think of if I can think of any. Oh, and it, okay. I got one. I got one thing. Okay. There is a. I might bring this up at the end again, just because it was so cool when I first discovered it. That's how I discovered SCPs. Sure. Um, there is a game called SC- Secure Contain Protect. Uh, okay. So it, it's Secure Contain Protect uh, uh, Breach. SCP Breach. Yeah, that's exactly what it's called. And I think you can, you can find it for free online. But the first monster that you interact with is SCP-173. And you, have to, and you have to do your best to get away from it. While, like, staring at it? Yeah, and it, there's a blink There's like a blink function. That's and if cool. you, like... Because your eyes will start getting, like, blurry and your vision starts, like, like uh, shaking. Like, it starts shaking the camera. And you have to blink. And it gets super close to you. You're like, oh, shit. You just got to keep walking backwards and hoping you can find like a door that to open up and like close the door behind you and stuff. Okay. Yeah. That, that's cool. Yeah. It's a fun, fun game. I, I, I remember playing it when, like back in like, I don't know, 2015, 2016. I don't know. Yeah, if you probably, could, probably around the time this started, I think. I, I can't imagine. I don't know how old SCPs are, but I can't imagine they're too much older than that. I think it probably was. Tw- 2010 at the earliest is what I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. It, it, it was whenever 4chan existed, because it actually didn't show up. Yeah, I said 4chan, or did I say Reddit? Uh, you said both. 
Okay, so 4chan was where it started. So whenever I guess 4chan's paranormal uh, forum started is where it's where you would have found that. SCPs existing. Makes sense. For, yeah, all 4chan users are weird. Not really. Please don't. <laughs> all the 4chan use, listeners, please just like we we love you. I've I've actually never been on 4chan myself. <laughs> I've actually been uh, once. But anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a fun game. Uh, you run into a lot of the SCPs in that game too, and they and they go into great detail of like, oh yeah, we read the story, all the stories, and we have them all littered in the game. But anyways, what other SCPs do you have for me, good doctor? All right, uh, let's do another Euclid class one. All right, all right. Uh, uh, this is another very popular one. Uh, it is SCP forty nine. And which one's that one? Uh, this one is known as the Plague Doctor. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. When you say this one. <laughs> yeah, this is a cool one. This is a really cool one. It's it also out of all the ones that I read, and I probably read just looking like specifically at ones that I knew were good for an episode. Uh, probably thirty to forty entries. You looked at forty entries and this and you picked I mean I'm so happy you picked the plague doctor. He's he's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he probably had the longest entry that I found. Um he's a good one. He has a good story. Um could you explain his story for us, good doctor? Yeah, I could do my best. <laughs> so <laughs> he's uh he is, as we said, he's a plague doctor, or so he appears. Uh he may not be. He's, um, when they first find him, he speaks a medieval version of French. Okay, of course, of course. And they try speaking to him, and then he reveals that, oh, he actually can speak English. And uh, so here's also why he's interesting. He can speak English, which means that he can communicate with... People at the foundation, which Uh is super fun because (laughs) a lot of his entry is uh, transcripts of his meeting with the doctors that are studying him. And because he is a doctor himself, he understands a lot of, well, not a lot, but a good amount of medical and scientific knowledge that... uh, he can use to communicate with the staff at the foundation and it, so he's like up to date on medical science or he's just like not no, entirely he is oh. using like medieval practices. medieval practices kind of but okay. uh the thing that's he, he's most known for is that he can reanimate uh corpses what uh, yes but in doing so he kind of like transforms them a little bit so that they become monsters themselves or like zombies in a way. He uh, can create zombies. Yes. And what? Yes. And he, <laughs> and he, uh, he, he kind of brushes it off when they ask him about it because uh, he, he claims that he is curing them of a mysterious disease that he calls the pestilence. Of course it is. Yes. And when they ask him about the pestilence, he doesn't ever give a straight answer. Um, he just says that it's all around you. And, uh, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And so oftentimes he'll actually, uh, if he's operating on a live specimen, he will kill them and then reanimate, reanimate them, them as like a zombie and claim that they were cured of their pestilence. 
that's fucking freaky yeah he's he's a, he's an interesting one um is yeah. there any entries of him actually curing anything like in a positive way versus like re, you know <laughs> reanimating no. dead no <laughs> no um he uh they first start out uh with him asking for specimens to operate on and oh they typically give him, I think it's goats. They give him dead goats to, and cows, I think, as well. Um, what, what the hell do the cows and goats do to him? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they're already dead. But then oh. he, he reanimates them, which is like how they kind of find out about his abilities, uh, which is interesting. And then uh, later on in his entries, he... Uh, he's having a conversation with one of the doctors that's mm-hmm. studying him and the doctor uh, gets in an argument with him because he won't give him a straight answer about what he's doing to reanimate these corpses. Mm-hmm. And he, he gets angry and he kills the doctor that's studying him and whoa, then ter- turns him into a zombie. <laughs> whoa, 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 what? Yeah. And so like for like half of his story, you're following this one doctor that's studying him mm-hmm. and then he gets killed and then you start following this other doctor who's <laughs> like, so <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's something I forgot to mention. Yeah. In the SCP stories, a lot of this does take place in like the eyes of a doctor, but the comedy side of the, the SCPs is that a lot of people die in this foundation and they just yeah. happen to find other people willing to do the job. And they say like, the, like some, some reasons are given is like, Oh yeah. Um, we give you full coverage for generations of your family. <laughs> or yeah. we'll like, uh, or uh, it's like, it's a nighttime job. You won't have to do anything, but if a containment breach breaks out, it's not your job. But even if you die, it's, I mean, Hey, you're technically under con you're under contract to not sue us, even though you're dead. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, a lot of doc- a lot of doctors and a lot of people are going to die in these stories. Yeah, well, it, uh, there's there's one that I read. Um, it's uh, it's like a set of keys that opens a magic door, and uh, <laughs> okay, and, and like okay. I, I think there's like nine or ten keys, and like most of them uh, will kill you the instant the door opens. And the way they like test it is by getting death row inmates to to do the tests for them. <laughs> so wait, what happens if they if they find like the right key? Uh, they actually do find the right key through that way, and they just I don't know, kick them back to the supermax prison and let them continue on their life on death row. So what was? Do you happen to know if that was like one of the like an S, the SCP name for that one? Uh, it's one of the, I think it's like SCP, like, ooh, uh, it's somewhere in like the first 10 numbers. It's like somewhere within one through 10. I can't remember which one it was exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a funny one. Uh, that was one I was considering throwing in, but <laughs> it was so short that I was like, yeah. <laughs> now I have so many more questions. Like what was behind like the, the magic door that actually like, you know, got you the prize was like, oh, here's a cat. Uh, oh, here's a here's a box of chocolates. It was it was a room of uh, infinite space. That doesn't it, sound that doesn't sound fun whatsoever. Yeah, it was kind of weird, and all of like the wrong guesses they weren't technically wrong. They were just like 
they were other dimensions and because the human body can't sustain being in other dimensions it would just like explode oh oh yeah oh yeah it, it was it was a weird one <laughs> well i'm glad you brought both both of the plague doctor and the, the magical keys up yes yes and actually that other dimension thing kind of reminded me about something with the plague doctor uh, that i just wanted to note because i thought it was funny but uh they claim that he has like an old-fashioned doctor's medical bag with him that they would keep all their tools in uh-huh and uh <laughs> his they think that his bag leads to another dimension because he will pull out tools that are uh like like a cartoon he'll pull out tools that are way too big to fit inside the bag so he pulls out like a giant operating table he gets like the yeah. ball on shit and he's like all right right who's ready yeah it's stuff like that so this fucker's mary poppins yeah basically <laughs> so okay i'm i'm three for three i'm essentially guessing what these people are probably thinking the authors yeah yeah the plague yeah. doctor is so oh wait 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 before i go before I praise the pra- the plague doctor, not that I'm not praising you either, doctor. I'm sorry for not no, giving you no. the, the 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 praise you deserve. No, it's all right. But um, I remember if I remember correctly in the stories, I don't know. It could have been like one of those off stories. Like it could have been a creepy pasta about the plague doctor. Um, okay. creepy pastas out there for who don't know are stories that are like creepy stories that are written by amateur authors. Some are good, some are bad. But we'll get to that on another another day. Yeah. But anyways, there, I think there was a creepypasta about um, the plague doctor having many, 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 many diseases. Like he, he he opens up his trench coat and is like has like vials and vials and vials and vials of uh, different diseases and different cures. Like he does have the cure for cancer. He does have the cure for AIDS. He does have the cure for, um, I don't know, herpes. But he will choose whichever experiment, quote unquote, experiment that he wants to experiment with on who, on who, whatever patient he's like yeah you know what um i think i'm gonna i'm going to give you um explosive ball syndrome and he like injects he'll he will inject you <laughs> with it if you if you don't like restrain him or whatever but yeah is did you read anything about that or am i or is it probably like a creepypasta i read um that's it's not exactly how it goes in its entry but uh, there's definitely room for something like that in his story for sure i mean he like a whole bag of infinite like infinite possibilities so I, would, I would only assume basically yeah and like one thing that they do is they ask him uh you know when they're trying to figure out about this pestilence that he likes to talk about mm-hmm. they ask him you know are you talking about the black plague are you talking about cancer like what are you talking about and mm-hmm. he uh he says no that's all that stuff's all simple. That's easy. That's small stuff. That's simple. That's all right. Yeah. He's like, I, uh, he's like, I'm, I'm working on the cure for the big, the big <laughs> thing. The, the pestilence guys, you don't understand the pestilence. Come on. The pestilence. Yeah. Like, all right. Thanks. Thanks, sir. Yeah. It, it's an interesting one. Anything else in the plague doctor that you got for him? Um, I think that's about it. That's mostly it. Then doctor, give us the next entry. Who is our next interesting story okay this one <laughs> this one is a funny one it's well i don't know if it's even f- funny i just thought it was interesting i guess <laughs> it's stupid it's uh it's scp number 249 i found it on accident because i meant to be looking at 
uh, number 294. But I accidentally typed in 249 and I wound up on the wrong page and I'm like, well, I should read it anyway. (laughs) And I thought it was funny enough that I'd include it. Uh, So it's technically Euclid class. If I was making up the uh the class i would say it was safe really um yeah okay okay so it's a it's a door okay it's it's a magic door and if you open up the magic door uh it will connect to any other door within like i think it was like 800 meters or 850 meters Um, okay and that that's it that's all it would do except uh, every 500th use, uh, it would open a door uh, to a random place on the planet, um, regardless if it had a door or not. Okay. And, and this is why it was considered to be Euclid, because uh, there was one time that they opened the door and uh, they almost flooded the entire SCP fa- uh, foundation because it connected to the ocean. G- oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, so that, <laughs> I just thought it was—it's was so stupid. It was like I don't know. I just thought it was funny because it, it, it was something that clearly somebody did not spend much time doing. <laughs> just made it up on the spot. So when you're saying it connects to any door, does it connect to the doors that you get to choose, or is it just everything no. super random? It's entirely random. It's. It's useless. It's it's one of those ones that like that there's a bunch of SCPs that end up getting used mm-hmm. in the story for like other things like uh, I'm trying to think. There's one that's a camera. I forget what it does. Um I think it like it shows uh, what does it show? I think it shows what uh you fear most. I think is oh, what it does. Fuck that. And they take pictures of like different SCPs with it and they get like really weird like things from it, but it, it, it gives them a lot of insight into the SCPs that they're studying. And so that one has a use. It's an SCP that has a use. Is that one um, a safe class then? Uh, yes, it, it doesn't harm anybody. Um, but oh. the, this this door <laughs> sounds like it would have a use, but it's totally useless. <laughs> There's no reason to have it. I just thought it was funny. Question: Is this a portable door? Like, could no. I pick it up from the? Oh, I don't think so. I think I'm. Well, I mean, they've removed it from a facility, but from what I recall, they've built it into uh, the new spot that it's in. Oh, so it is. It is residing at the SCP Foundation then. Uh, yes, it is. Sometimes uh, when you have SCPs that are like a door or a building or something like that, uh, they won't wind up at the foundation. But this one, in this case, is at the foundation. Okay, because yeah, the, like I said before to the audience, uh, some SCPs can't be moved just because they don't know how to. So they're just like, all right, set up like a perimeter of I don't know, fifty feet or no, like five hundred kilometers. Yeah, and just uh, everybody stand guard. If something happens, call the SCP, and we'll be here in, in a lickety split moment. Yeah. Oh man, so I can't. I was gonna say, like, could I just take this door and like prop it up against like a bank, 
open the door and somehow it opens a door to the bank and I'm over here like, yeah, I'm stealing the money and I take SCP, this SCP back to back home and I'm like, all right, you're gonna be my you're gonna be my new my new buddy. I mean, theoretically, yeah. And and that's the funny thing is when I was reading this entry, I was thinking about all like the funny or like <laughs> what would I do with it? Yeah, like all the funny stuff that could happen, like in the story, like what if they opened the door and they were randomly in 173's pen (laughs) like stuff like that which could have been interesting but whoever wrote this one just kind of got lazy and gave up on it (laughs) i mean it does have infinite possibilities which is fun too yeah oh yeah i i could only imagine them like oh like (laughs) i can imagine one of the possibilities like okay um uh let's see um I one time opened the door and I like walk in on my dad taking his shit and he's like, Daniel, what the hell? And he's like, oh shit. And then I close the door. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Any, I mean, so many possibilities with it. Too lazy. So is there anything else about this SCP that you, that you found? No, no, that was, that was it. No, I want to move on to one that I know you're a big fan of. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it, baby. Let's hear it. Okay, here's the one that I was trying to find originally. It was SCP-294, which is a Euclid-class magic vending machine. Yeah! Wait, (laughs) Euclid-class, really? It is is a Euclid-class vending machine. Oh, okay. Okay, (laughs) please explain to the audience what this is. I... I hope you all love this one just as much as I did. This is my this is my favorite SCP. So this SCP can dispense. It, it's it's appears to be a normal vending machine, mm-hmm. but it has a keyboard on it instead of a normal vending machine mm-hmm. uh, button interface. And uh, you can type anything in to the keyboard, and it will dispense it in liquid form. In a paper cup, uh, and and they test it with pretty much everything, and uh, they note that like they tried to do it with diamonds, and it didn't work because diamonds are they're a solid form of carbon, and so you can't technically can't get, get yeah. a liquid diamond; you would just get liquid carbon. So which it's they any do. liquid in the world, though. Um, yeah, anything that can be a liquid, even if you say like, um, I don't know, for example, uh, a pile of dirt, they could say pile of dirt and they would get mud in a paper cup. Mm. Um, so anything that can be turned into a liquid, they can get. And uh, it's... Euclid class, I think, as far as I can tell, because you can get uh, dangerous things from it. Like? Uh, you could get magma. Uh, what? Yeah, they get, they type in gold at one point and they get uh, like molten liquid. Gold? Yeah, liquid Ooh. molten gold. Um, oh, no. Yeah. And the interesting thing to note is that, uh, like I said, these come in paper cups, and uh, <laughs> these paper cups are indestructible. They oh. liquid within them does not destroy the cups. I didn't know that. Yes, I don't know. 
I don't know why they decided to specify that, but it's pretty funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's always in a paper cut. Um, and uh, it's it doesn't magically create these things. It actually uh, pulls them from other places in the universe. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, one of the last things in its entry is that they they type in a particular uh, person's name mm-hmm. and they say uh, their their leukemia, and it actually removes. Uh, the cancer cells from their body and dispenses it in a paper cup to them. And they find out that the person has been cured of cancer. That's an awesome way to end the story. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Two nine fours. It's kind of, it's kind of just a funny one. It's got so many possibilities and I think it, it actually seems to be a pretty popular one, uh, despite being kind of funny. Uh, I think just because of the amount of possibilities you can have with it. Um, I saw, I saw people using it as like, uh, they're like, what, what characters in fiction could you defeat if you just had access to SCP-294? <laughs> All right, think of one. Who? What character could you defeat if you had a liquid form of something that that they're that's their? I don't know. Hypothetically, their kryptonite. We can't I use mean, Superman because obviously we're we're using <laughs> it now. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if kryptonite you can find in a liquid form. So that, I don't know if that would work. So yeah. I just fucked myself on that one. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Uh, you could defeat. Man, you can defeat uh, uh, Ant Man. Oh no! Technically, you would get like a an actual like amount of his blood, even if he was shrunk shrunk down. Um, well, I mean that that is the thing is that you could like, you could say like I would like the, I would like the uh, cerebro spinal fluid of this particular person, and it would remove all of it from their body and dispense it to you in a paper cup. <laughs> oh, so that's something I meant to ask you. Would it fill the cup to the to the brim, or would it just pour out every single bit of the uh, every single bit of like, yeah, I want all this guy's like like uh, liquid, whatever. As far as I understand, it's just it just whatever fills up for. the cup, um, and I don't know how big the cup is. I'm not or sure. like a paper cup. So I'm assuming it's like I'm assuming it's like. Have you ever drank from a coffee machine? Yeah. So it's like maybe like what like six ounce like a seven ounce like yeah nothing too big yeah probably like in probably about an eight ounce i would think so you would get eight ounces of someone's cerebral fluid (laughs) that would still kill them no well well i mean you you could also get eight ounces of magma and just throw it at them that's true probably do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a funny one I remember uh, that you can actually, you can ask for like a fictional, you can actually ask for like a fictional character's blood. And like you said, it pulls it from from anywhere in the universe or might even be like somewhere fictionally in the universe. But there's someone type in like Jesus, I want Jesus's blood and it actually pours it out. So uh, it actually, I forget if it works across time. Uh, but it cannot connect to other universes. Oh, um, they actually specify that it like it has a range limit of being the the universe. <laughs> it has to be within the universe. 
Okay, so the game did screw me over. It was I was watching somebody and they're like, "I want Jesus blood," and it poured it out. I'm like, "Oh, so that technically works? Oh, that would mean Jesus, Jesus, Jesus was real." Oh, shit! I better atone for my sins. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So oh, what, what could I? Ah, I'm over here giddy. Like, what can I ask for? What can I ask for? Um. I want Sprite. <laughs> I want tropical berry Sprite. Yeah. I, I want a, a, a glass or a cup, a paper cup full of uh, uh, Pinot Noir wine, please. Mm, <laughs> I think at one point they ask it for like chimpanzee piss and it gives it to them. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, I want like five ladybugs piss just pour it in this cup and just yeah it would it would give it to you that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's 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 really funny because when i first heard about this i think you were the one that told me about it and i was uh-huh. like that sounds stupid but i, I love this <laughs> one now it's really funny uh the one last thing about scp if you're if you want to jump off of it because i won't i won't bore everybody about scp i can talk about this one forever because it's my absolute favorite <laughs> but um it, if it is considered a Euclid class, it's the one Euclid class that isn't monitored and they actually keep it in the staff room. Yeah, I think they actually, um, uh, well, I don't want to get this wrong, but I, I think they do at the end of its entry actually end up like locking it back up somewhere Oh, um, because someone on their staff keeps asking it for like, I think like liquid gold and they're like, yeah, that's probably not. You'll you'll throw okay. the, you'll throw the economy out of balance, dude. Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> oh, that would still be cool to be like, yeah, you know what? You have classification. You, you have again. You have to have some sort of um, class system, or not a class system. Um, clear like a clearance, clearance level. Yeah, yeah, you have to have a clearance level in order to interact with certain SCPs. So if you're like the highest caliber of uh, like uh, clear class, you're just like, yeah. all right, I'm going to go in and waltz right in and get your coffee in the morning. Exactly. I'm just like, dude, I ran, I ran, I want a cup of, uh, what's some good coffee. I don't know. I don't drink coffee. Fuck coffee that. from the Swiss Alps. I don't know. Fuck. And they'd give it to you. <laughs> all right. Right, but... right out of some other poor bastard's <laughs> cup in the Alps. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine that he's just like trying to drink out of me. He's like, did I not just fill this fucking cup? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that actually would be funny if they were able to observe, like, the effects of it. I want I want Phil's cup. I want yeah. Phil's cup of coffee, specifically <laughs> Phil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, um, what are the other uh, – what are what – are, what is another um, – what is another SCP that you have for us? Okay, I have a Keter class one up next. It's uh, more... I mean, it falls under Keter class. I don't know if it's necessarily... Well, no, it could be a threat to the world. Mm-hmm. That's that's actually the fun about this one. We don't know. So this one is SCP number 55, and it is uh, coined as the anti-meme. Um, that's what they call it. The and anti-meme. That's right. And so the way it works is that it can be uh, safely observed. It's locked up in a chamber okay. that uh, they don't know uh, when the chamber was made or who made it or where oh. it came from. 
Okay. It's in in the foundations area. Um, And the reason why no one knows anything about it is because you can safely observe this SCP at any time within its chamber. Um, But the second you stop observing it, you forget everything about it. Oh, that is dangerous. Yes. And uh, most of its entry is them doing tests to see if they can remember anything about it. Um, And it's actually kind of comedic because there's a doctor, the lead doctor on the project actually forgets that the SCP even exists in the middle of them (laughs) studying it. Uh, (laughs) It's it's pretty funny. Um, But yeah, it's, it's not even like... Unlike uh, number 173, which uh, I think, uh, as we said, uh, requires direct line of sight. Mm -hmm. Um, This one applies to videos of it. It applies to uh, documents written about it. If you read something about it, you will forget it. Wow. Yeah. Um, It's it's an interesting one. And so uh, the one thing that they find out is that they can remember what it is not, if that makes sense. So they say, they go in and they look at it and they say, okay, it's not round. And so they remember that it is not round. And then they say, well, do you remember anything else about it? And they're like, no, (laughs) it just said it's not round. (laughs) Um Oh, so you had to go through all the types of possibilities. It's like, oh, is it? A, does it have a triangle shape? No. Okay, so it doesn't have a triangle shape. Does it have a square shape? Maybe. Okay, well, we'll take that off as maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, it, it never gets described um, fully, but I thought it was an interesting one. It's cool, too, because they talk about how it has this like fancy containment. I forget exactly what it is, but it's like, it's a pretty heavy duty uh, containment cell and they don't know why it's such, it's in such heavy containment. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. So it's this thing that could possibly be super dangerous. They just don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that was one I, I was having trouble finding a good Keter class one that I wanted to add and that was the one that I found that I really liked number 55 okay I'm, now I'm thinking about I'm like oh wow so I wonder what kind of possibilities uh, I mean I know I know probably like the author because I, I know you can add to the story too if you want to sure but you have to also get like you have to first go through like the admins and then you have to go through the author and be like hey can I add a little bit to your story that hopefully will make it interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they added like, oh yeah, like this is as far as we've gotten. It's like, yeah, it's, it's definitely like, I don't know, a star shape and it's pink and it has a dumb sounding voice and it got (laughs) shorts on and yeah, Yeah, maybe I'm not, I'm not sure. I I feel like the author probably purposefully left it super like unclear. Yeah. Just to make it a little more interesting. Cause like, I don't know. It it I like the idea that we don't know anything about it. It's just it's interesting it's, that way. It poses an enigma. Yeah, it poses a big threat. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, I also I just thought it was interesting too that they could just walk into the containment um and, and like observe it safely. Yeah, so whatever it is, it doesn't want to hurt people directly at least. Or it doesn't care to. It just wants to be forgotten. 
Yeah, it may not even be a living thing. It might just be like an object. Who knows? Oh, yeah, that that does remind me of like, oh, wait, oh, I'm sorry. I, one question about one of the SCPs from before that you talked about. Yeah. Does that magic keys have to do with the magic door or those two separate two separate SCPs? Um, I think they are technically the same SCP. They're like two entries filed under the same one. Okay. Or, do you, or do you mean the magic door that teleports you? Yeah, the magic door that teleports anywhere in the world with the yes. magic keys. Those are two different ones. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I, that's what I wanted to ask for clarification for. Yes, sorry. Yes, those are two different <laughs> ones. Um, yeah, object SCPs, I, I mean, that's kind of mostly what we have done so far. Um, they, they tend to be really interesting. I don't know why. Um, they're more interesting than the living ones, to me at least. I mean, because it's just like, oh, you can just leave it on a pedestal and then something will happen with it. Yeah, that's true. Do you have another entry, good sir? Um, yes, I have one last one. And okay. this is one that gets put with a lot of other SCPs uh, <laughs> because they want to test what it can do okay um, but it's scp number 53 uh and <laughs> this is one i've told you about before uh briefly uh, uh it's this... a small three-year-old girl okay uh, who is uh, supposedly very kind and uh-huh. um they, they claim she is pretty advanced for her age very smart uh-huh uh, so, you know, maybe not actually three years old, uh-huh. uh, but her thing is that anyone who spends time with her for more than 10 minutes uh-huh. will suddenly become homicidal and will want to kill her. <laughs> I remember this now. <laughs> yes. And, uh, the interesting thing, which I did not know until I actually started studying this one more, uh, is that... Um, cause, cause I, 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 I thought it was funny, but I was like, well, how did they not kill her? Cause she's a three-year-old girl. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you would think it'd be pretty easy, but apparently, um, anyone that tries to kill her, uh, dies before, uh, they they're able to it. kill her. Yes. Huh. They just suddenly die. There's a twist of fate. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of an interesting one. And they talk about how they'll ask her about it and she just won't talk about how that happens sometimes. <laughs> Is she like a frightful child at that point? Cause like so many people try to kill her. She's just like, Oh, well happens, happens. Uh, supposedly she's pretty nice. She, and she doesn't really like, she, she at least acts like she's not aware that that's even a thing that happens. Oh Yeah. It's kind of an interesting one. How do um, people die? Is it like a heart attack or like 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 an anvil falls on their head? Uh, acne on it? Uh, one of the ways it says is heart attack. Um, I think it's it's usually pretty. It's something sudden, and it's not like it's not like bad luck. It's like a health thing, you know. Oh, okay. Like a cow won't fall out of the sky and just like <laughs> no. like land on their head just out no. of nowhere. <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. So herself, she's just supernatural. Yes, That's she just has weird. Yes, and she also has uh, regenerative uh, powers. So if she gets oh. injured, she actually heals instantly. So somebody can shoot her, and then she'll heal up, and the guy will be like, "Oh, my fucking, I don't know, my head fell off for whatever reason." Uh, yes, as far as I can tell, she's indestructible. 
that mm. is a good cool super well i mean aside from everyone wanting to kill you <laughs> that is a cool superpower yeah and there's another scp and i i hate to keep doing this but i forget the number on this one again there are so many and no one is blaming you dude yeah. there are so many cool ones but there's one that's an indes- an indestructible uh, excuse me an indestructible monster uh and uh it gets paired with 173 or sorry not with 173 with 53 and uh you would think that this indestructible monster and this indestructible little girl that causes things to uh, be homicidal you think that they would you know fight or something yeah um but they're actually best friends and they get along with each other because they're both homicidal because they're because they're both indestructible so they oh they couldn't even hurt each other if they wanted to so now they respect each other at, at some sort of as in some sort of degree i believe so what, that's how i interpret it so what's the suit so what is Im- cool or what is the power of this scp uh the only thing i know about is that it is indestructible oh okay so they could just put it in the room like scp let's let's say like 173 just gets out all of its aggression it's like all right i think i'm done for the day it's like all right i i I think you're done for the day too yeah yeah something like that oh wait i think i know what you're talking about i think it was the um I think I said it earlier in the show. It might be the crocodile. Yeah, the crocodile that can that can. Uh, so this SCP can for the audience out there, this SCP can actually mimic voices of random things. Like it may make like a monkey's like cry for help, or like a, a a child or like someone that you actually knows cry for help. It's almost like the predator. Yeah. How it would kill. It would mimic the voice of somebody to lure you in, and then it would kill you with whatever tactic it had. But it's this giant prehistoric alligator that is, ooh, like 16, 32, in, 32 feet long or something like that. And it's got like a giant tail. It's, it's vicious. It has like razor sharp claws and everything. It's, yeah. it's interesting in its own right. It's, but, um, it's, it's big and it's deadly. And, and it's, it has regenerative abilities. Yeah, it's unkillable. <laughs> oh, that would, be, that would be a good idea. I think if I – actually, this is going back to SCP-999. Um, if I remember correctly, I think this was, uh, I, 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 I think I read something in, in, in its bio that they would throw SCP-999 in there and that thing would be, that was the one I was talking about that would go be from hostile to docile and it would would laugh and, and even the, the, the scientists in there would be like, I've never heard this thing laugh in my life. (laughs) Here we are listening to it laugh its ass off and like cuddle with it. Until yeah. SCP-999 gets out, and then it gets back, goes back to being like aggressive and calling out for help, and then trying to kill people. Yeah, but, makes sense. It's pretty funny. Oh man, yeah. I don't know why. For some reason, for some reason, SCPs have is is really such an interesting idea that anybody can write a story and create an entire not a world but a monster. And put it into this collective story, and I I would love to see a book about all these SCPs and like having like stories and stuff like that. Oh yeah, you don't yeah, think there's a there's, book like that, do you? I mean, there might be. It'd probably be a pretty small like scale one, but uh, I mean, there could be. It, it'd definitely be an interesting one to read for sure. I, I think there's a lot you can do with, especially with how many there are now. There's thousands of these things. Um. 
there were some could I go into some that uh that um that I did find? Yeah, go ahead. There was one that was called like uh there was one SCP that I remember. It was the it was the most like the one that stuck out in my mind is I think it's SCP-001. It's the first it's it's technically yeah. number one. Yeah. And it's basically the Archangel. So it yeah. would just stand on top of the tower and like they're they could classify it as a Keter or a Euclid class, but it's not there to harm anybody. It's there, it's supposedly there as a protector of the world. Hmm. So if anything happened to if anything happened to this world, it would try to it would do it, it would it would protect it. So and then people can go up to it and ask it questions like, hey, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, I'm I'm here to protect all of you. It's like, well, why? It's like, what's what's there to protect? It's like, trust me. You don't want to know. I'm here to protect you from literally even that knowledge. And it stands on top of like a mountain with like a sword, like a flaming sword and flaming wings and stuff like that. Huh. To me, it was really cool. It's just, yeah, that's there, cool. there is no like, uh, it doesn't need any containment procedures. Like they can, people just leave it alone. It's like, oh, you're here to protect us, right? Yeah. All right. All right, Superman. We're, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll be on our way then. <laughs> and um, that was one I found. There wasn't, there's a, a lot to talk about on, on SCP Archangel. Or one, it's, it's. I think it's called. I think it is like dubbed the Archangel. Yeah. Well, SCP one, if I remember correctly, um, I think it's SCP one is one that actually has a bunch of entries. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Like this is way too long to read. Yeah, uh, because I think that SCP one, if I recall correctly, uh, it's supposedly so dangerous and powerful that like that it's it's only for people that are on like a need to know basis about it mm-hmm. and so it's entry on the website has like 20 different possible things that it could be but it's like it's one of these but we're not going to tell you which one and i think archangel falls under there I'm reading right now for one of them. It says the um, for one of the entries. It says human beings exposed to SCP-001 report having a having or hearing a. I, apparently, I'm dyslectic. <laughs> hearing a voice in their head, giving them a directive which the subject reports cannot be disobeyed. The most common uh, the most common directive is forget, which results in the subject walking away from SCP-001 with no memory of the encounter, or on rare occasions, other directives have been given to them. The most famous of them is one that the founder prepare. Uh, this is like a redacted thing, which he can claim uh, claimed formed the impetus for founding blank to catalog and contain any and all supernatural. Okay, so it was basically the founder found found the archangel and was like, "I will tell you how to contain every single one of the SCPs out there in the world." And then everyone else is like, you know what? You need to forget who I exist. And it's like, all right, I guess I forgot. Yeah, that one was interesting. That's interesting. Um, now we're all now we're both saying it's super like, interesting so many times. <laughs> <What? laughs> I mean, it, it is. is. It is. What, what am I to say? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I yeah, I, I like that SCP one doesn't have like a a strict uh definition of what it is i, I kind of like the idea of like oh well uh, it's I mean, kind of whichever one you decide it is they're all was, interesting there was also one story I, re- I remember it was like it was about like you have to like climb the mountain it's like if you're righteous enough to like climb the mountain and you have like a good heart i don't know if it was, was a part of it 
but it's like it won't hurt you. It's huh. not here to hurt you. Like like I said, like it was not here to hurt you, but it'll it will help you. But if you manage to like get there from like a, I don't know a helicopter instead of taking like the trial to get there, it's like oh yeah yeah you guys get the hell out of here. You're not you none of you are righteous because you cheated. Huh. Um. <clears throat> there was another one that actually van lay brought up to me and i remembered it just because it was so interesting sure it was scp002 yeah i've read two's entry i'm trying to remember which one that was it was the room room. where like oh i know what i'm talking about right Uh, yeah so people living room yeah so people go in and they won't come back out you have to have like go in as a team and they say, like, the room is fully furnished. It looks like a normal, like, uh, suburban living room. But they say it on closer inspection, like, the furniture is made out of, like, human body parts. Like, the, yeah. the, the cushions of the chairs are made of, out of, like, weaved hair. And they found, like, multiple, like, people's hair, like, DNA on there. And, like, oh, this person actually disappeared in this room. Uh, we don't know what happened to them. So that's why you yeah. have to go in, like, a team of, like, 16 to make sure you all watch each other's backs. And like the walls are actually like uh, like the walls are all like like uh, I think if it was like uh, painted or I think it has wallpaper, but it's like of either human skin or human blood, or something yeah. like that. And like there is like you have to have electricity running through this room, and it's almost in a recharge state. But in order to like clean the clean the SCP up, like you have to like go into Trima tre- tre- sixteen, but you have to shoot ultraviolet light at it. Like almost in a strobe light, and then it'll confuse it, and it'll make it go back in a recharge state if you like electrify this room. Huh. So there's actually like a lamp in there that will that will tell the people like, hey, this room is electrified; it's safe to come in. But if like the, the light goes out, everyone there's like dead, and then no one will hear no one will hear a peep coming from that room anymore. Interesting. And then again, you will find you'll probably find like their teeth or their hair or like a fingernail or like pieces of them like littered in the room not littered in a bad way but littered in an organized way does that does that make sense am i making sense yeah well and from what i recall too um isn't the outside of the room like a big old fleshy blob yeah 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 yeah. i forgot about that part yeah that's how they know it was an scp yeah it's like a big fleshy blob with like a metal door on the side and when you open the metal door you you see like like a a living room like a and it has like a window yeah. Even though there's no possible way for there to be a window, it just looks like a, like I said, a suburban house. Yeah. Yeah, I so totally forgot weird. about that. The last one that I did have that I thought was, uh, I wanted to do one more safe just to like end on a, on a nice note, was uh, SCP-1733, which all it is, and I don't know if the author put any effort in this, <laughs> all it is is that it's a DVR containing video archives of oh. the NBA season 2010 to 2011. I know this one. I don't, <laughs> oh yeah. This one's crazy. Actually. It's all it is. is that It's a DVR that, that recorded every single uh, NBA session of um, all the uh, NBA is the, the, like where it has the cowboy or not the Cowboys, um, the bulls. And uh, I don't watch basketball. You probably know it more than I do. <laughs> But um, it has like every single team, but in if you're if you're watching the footage, little by little, uh, there are things that are messed up. Like the like the referee would call like a a foul when there's no foul, and there's they would like uh, the team the 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 
the scores would be off. Like in if in if it was the if it was the real game of like let's say give me another basketball team. I'm really I'm really done with this. Uh, like dumb. Warriors. The Warriors. Okay. So if it's the Bulls versus the Warriors, and like the in real life it was like, oh, this was filmed in March twenty-sixth of two thousand ten. The Bulls won by one point in the way that this SCP would record it is like, oh yeah, the, the Bulls and the, 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 the Warriors were so good that they would be at both zero zero. And that's not how it really turned out. Do you know anything else about this one? Um, actually, yeah. If this is the one that I remember, um, yeah. Okay. This is the one that <laughs> you heard him like clapping his hands. He's ready to go for this. He's like, yeah, I got this one guys. Yeah. This one's actually, I forgot. This one is a cool one. They actually did put some effort into this. I forgot. So you were right that it is like, it appears to be like a tape of, uh, of like the NBA, NBA finals from 2010 to 2011. I think <laughs> it was. Um, but the, the, uh, Every time mixed up, right? Well, it every like uh, person in the recordings is aware of the previous like taping of it. Okay, uh, if that makes sense, like the the previous time that you played it, and so it's like uh, like you know the first time that they play the tape, it's how it normally went. And then the second time, all of the like players and the refs and the coaches and the fans are all like aware that they've already seen this before, and it gets really weird. And it like eventually, weird in what way? Like, well, I mean, you know, what would happen if you like woke up one day and realized that you were in like a tape <laughs> of like a recording of something that you'd already experienced? Oh, be so, weird. so there, it's like kind of like Groundhog Day then? Yes, but all of them are in on it. And oh, oh, okay. It, yes, and it, it gets to the point um, where like at like one point, uh, I think it's pretty quick, they realize that like there's no reason to play the game anymore, so they don't like play the finals game. <laughs> and it eventually turns into like the... Uh, them like fighting with each other because they're like they're like freaking out that they're living in this <laughs> this like pocket universe and they start like killing each other and it, it like it just gets like crazy and it, it ends with like i think like the basketball players like killing all the fans and stuff <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's it's really weird it's yeah. a really weird one i'm reading your i'm reading like the the very very end of it it's like yeah like the um there are like fans are, are like trying to make escape plans of how to get out of this room. Yeah. And there's like, <laughs> yeah, the basketball players kill everybody. It's, it's something different happens every single time. Yeah. But, because they like it. Cause I mean, you're right. It's basically like groundhog day, but you get to watch it. And like, like, you know, like people will, will kill each other in the recording and then wake up the next day like oh fuck well yeah and then they'll like rewind it and then everyone will be alive again and they'll be like okay what the fuck do we do oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that i i like this one i mean it, it like i said it's a safe class it just everybody in the recordings is also alive too like they have no they don't know what anything anybody's talking about they, they said that they um they've actually interviewed people who actually attended those games and they're like, yeah, we, we remember like this way. And it's like, and people, uh, they say that the, the doctors 
went back and watched the actual game and this is how it how they recalled it so that's how they're able to uh compare like yeah this has nothing to do with uh anything extra dimensional or ex- anything like uh oh not extra dimensional they don't have there's nothing paranormal going on like these fans aren't dead it's all inside this just this dvr yeah that's what they're like, like yeah, it's it's safe it's just really it's just really funny to watch yeah it's like its own universe it's really weird and i just i just i think it's hilarious how like hyper uh specific it is that it's like this one basketball game <laughs> from this one year <laughs> it's well, really I- funny I'm reading that it's it's the it's 2010 to 2011 NBA season, so it's oh, it's, the whole every, it's the whole season from 2010 uh, okay. and then 2011 to, as well. That's that's a lot of games. <laughs> like just watch like over and over and see what happens. It's really funny. Uh, is there any other SCPs that you want to bring up to the table? Um, I think that was it. I think that was it. Let's see how much time we got. Ooh, I think we're we're actually cutting it close to the time. Um, Dr. Tortellini, Dr. Nicholas yes. Tortellini, everybody. Is there anything that you have on the table on your end that you would like to, to get to let the audience know? Or are you just eh, everything? Our life's going great. Um, let me think. No, I think right now I, uh, I got nothing to plug. I'm just, uh, just chilling. Just a happy boy. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, I guess this will end it right here then. Yeah. Sounds good. Everyone, thank you once again for for listening to another episode of Days and Disturbed. If you like this the episode, we would greatly appreciate it if you found us on Instagram and let us know how we are doing on this show. You can find us at Days and Disturbed Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Days and Disturbed One. I think it ends after the T U R of Disturbed, and it's the number one. But I think you can just find it by name. I don't know Twitter that well. Um. <laughs> If you want to email us and ask us any questions, we are at Days and Disturbed Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, anything else? Oh, we are now on Spotify. Hooray. We're not, I mean, it's it's something. It's somewhere else to put us on. So that's, that's fun. And again, you can find us at Apple and Google Podcasts. And once again, you can also find us at da- www.silvertongueaudio.org. Or you can just type us on on Google because apparently we're, we're getting enough traffic that people are actually typing it in. Google understands what you're talking about now. Nice. All right, man. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good day. Have a whatever time you're listening to this. Maybe it's in Christmas. Maybe it's in Halloween. Maybe, oh, happy Halloween to everybody. It's almost Halloween on this episode. Yeah. When so, we're recording this. Bye, everyone. I love you. Bye. I don't actually love you. I hate you all. Silver Tongue Audio.